0: Hi everyone, you're listening to the Ready or Not podcast with me, Mabel Golden, a podcast around living intentionally and building a life that you love. And with that in mind, I am excited to do this episode to talk about a decision that me and my boyfriend Connor made two and a half years ago to go vegan. And I'm very excited to share kind of the journey that we've been on. And I'm also very excited to be doing this episode with my boyfriend, Connor. Hi Connor, thank you for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. So I thought we should give everyone a bit of a bit of context as to why we wanted to do this episode. Obviously, the podcast is all about making decisions to build a life that feels more authentic to you. So I would really like to hear from you why you went vegan and we did go vegan at the same time and I'm very excited to have you here since you've launched your business this year which is Gorilla Nutrition, um, Nutrition Coaching and we can talk about that a little bit later in the podcast as well. Okay over to you Connor, I'd like to hear from your POV, why did you choose to go vegan?
1: Well I think my first sort of influence towards this lifestyle came from my mum, so she's been vegetarian for as long as I can remember. And I always knew at some point, like I would adopt that lifestyle, but honestly, I just never knew when it would be. I didn't think it would be possible to like stay in line with my health and fitness goals whilst being vegetarian. So I always thought it'd be something that was like further into the future. And I remember, I think it was one summer during COVID, me and you, I was staying at yours and we just decided, you know, let's give it a shot. Let's spend the summer and be vegetarian and see how it goes. Um... I think it was a failed experiment purely because I was living off your portions. Oh, yeah. And that was killing me.
0: (laughs) You were too polite to to ask for man-sized portions. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, so I was just starving the whole time. I didn't feel great. (laughs) And yeah, I sort of gave up with that straight after the summer. But then once I got back to mine, I think I went back to being... Well, I started being pescatarian, so I wanted to try that. So I think I, I just had a moment where I just wanted to explore a few different diets and see how that worked for me so yeah I think I was just scrolling through Netflix at one point and I saw a documentary called The Game Changers and noticed that that was all about the vegan diet so this was coming up to I think January so I'd had that summer being vegetarian been pescatarian since and then yeah just seen this documentary I was like okay interesting let's let's have a look it was all about how the vegan diet actually helped athletes and, um, you know, the effect that it had for their performance. So gave that a watch. And honestly, the second it had finished, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to give this a go. And I've not looked back since.
0: Yeah. That documentary literally was a game changer. Literally. Literally. (laughs) Um, yeah, I remember when we went vegetarian that summer and I feel like, if you'd rewind to a year before that I don't think we could have predicted that we would have gone vegetarian I used to kind of I hate to say it now I used to kind of laugh at vegans sorry to sorry (laughs) if Amy who my friend she's got a vegan podcast I remember she's been vegan for what like years years before us and I remember we kind of used to just think I don't know we could not relate do you remember
1: yeah I remember when you first introduced me to Amy she was actually cooking in the kitchen and oh, yeah. I couldn't get my mind around what she was cooking or it was like you just introduced me to some alien
0: yeah
1: and I was like what is a vegan like what do they eat? I don't know yeah
0: we didn't understand it at all I do feel like there might be people watching this that probably think that way I can even think of a few of my friends that kind of think they just cannot relate to it at all what would you like say to those people to kind of introduce veganism
1: I just think maybe looking back to how we saw it, was we thought it was like such a drastic change. Mm. But when you actually think about how we felt, we just didn't know what you what was vegan, what wasn't vegan. Mm. And I think when you actually look into it and when you try it, you, you start to think like, oh, more things are vegan than what I expected. Mm. Like I remember one of my friends just, when I went vegan, just asking me if I could eat bread. Oh, that's and such a
0: classic thing for people to say. What about is, bread? I, I
1: think I would have thought that back, of the, back a few years ago. Um yeah. So, yeah, it is just really interesting. And I think anyone that's sort of doubting it or not understanding it, just have a look and, and see.
0: And on that, don't you think it's so interesting how disconnected people are from what is even in their food? I mean, we could probably talk for ages about, you know, our own reasons for going vegan but I think even the fact that when we introduce ourselves as vegan and we have to say it at the restaurant oftentimes the waiters don't even know what is and what isn't they don't know what's in the dishes they don't know what's in bread and I just think we're living in a world that is so disconnected from actually knowing what we're eating which is kind of crazy and scary so for you it is really the the health aspect that you saw in the Game Changers documentary would you say?
1: yeah I would say it's that um a huge motivation for me as well is is the animals mm-hmm. um I don't think I could ever go back to eating meat now. It's no. just yeah, the thought of it knocks me sick, so yeah,
0: yeah, I, th- I think the more that you learn about this, the more you are inclined to feel that way and and I think I know of quite a few people that shut themselves off from learning about such things because they know how haunting it is if anybody is watching this as a non-vegan and you are brave enough to learn a bit more um I think we should definitely mention Ed Winter's book here um I got kind of this for Christmas a couple of years ago how did you find reading that I know you gave it to your mum afterwards as well right
1: yeah I think it was a difficult read um very informative if like what goes on in slaughterhouses and like just how animals are actually treated before they're put on your plate Mm -hmm. um very eye-opening something that is like I said a hard read Mm -hmm. um I know you struggled to finish it um my mum when I gave it to her she cried reading it so yeah yeah she kept having to read a page put it down and come back to it days later because it is tough to read but yeah I think it is something that is good to educate yourself on
0: i agree and it does cement my choice as well i agree that i wouldn't go back to eating meat now that i know what i know um are there any other resources that you would recommend for people to check out just because i know that most people listening to this are probably not vegan and i'm not a vegan blogger i don't you know um, I'm not actively pushing my veganism, but I do want to make this a space where we can promote some things that are really important to us. So if you have any other books or documentaries for people to read.
1: I think the biggest one that springs to mind, it's not really the the sort of um, like treatment of animals or anything like that. It's Super Life mm. by Darren Olean. Because mm. um, that just highlights how important it is to increase your plant-based diet and limit the meats that you're eating um, and dairy products. And it, yeah, it just really proves how unhealthy it is to keep consuming the amount of meat that people are these days. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of like what is called, I was thinking of it before. I wanna say the Royal diet, but I, I don't think it's that. Do you remember me mentioning that before? No, which one is that? It's, so it's, it's just like thinking it back of, sort of the diet that like henry the eighth had and, and stuff like that like oh, okay. thinking back at that time like where only the the richest of rich people yeah could afford to eat that amount of meat etc and look at how unhealthy they are like mm. really obese like mm-hmm. died young mm-hmm. um and then the peasants that were living on rice and beans like lived longer than them it's mm. just yeah I, I don't think it's sustainable and i think we are in an age where People are eating more meat than ever before. Mm-hmm. And it's scary because like chronic diseases are on the rise. And mm-hmm. I, I personally think it's linked. Um, mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of science that backs that up. So, yeah,
0: which is outlined in Darren Olean's mm-hmm. book. I also read Super Life and I think it is an amazing resource, not just for the veganism side, but nutrition and health in general. And I know that that's been something that has been really And I know that's been something that you've really taken an interest in, obviously, since um, studying nutrition. And it's not just um, what you eat. It's also the hydration elements, movement and all these things that come together for your wellness.
1: Uh, Yeah, I just want to say one last thing on that book is that for anyone who's sort of against vegans and think it's just like, you know, that's your point of view. Mm -hmm. Like Darren wasn't actually vegan when he wrote this book. Mm. So... I think that's a, a good point to put in there for people that are doubters.
0: True, true. So we've talked a bit about your motivation for going vegan and I would like to just touch on how you found it initially. You already mentioned a little bit about being kind of doubtful, um, about being able to have the energy, for example, um, when first going vegetarian. What challenges did you face when you were first going vegan?
1: Um before I go into the challenges I I do just want to say like one thing that I remember like being asked all the time was so do you feel amazing like everyone Mm. says you're supposed to yeah and when I've thought about that question more and more over the years like I didn't notice a difference and I remember being quite ashamed of saying that at the start because I wanted to promote this diet and be like it's amazing yeah Um, you feel fantastic but yeah. Like I said, now, now I've thought about it more. Like I was fit and healthy before I went vegan. Mm. So the fact that nothing changed is actually a good thing for me mm. because that basically, um, I'm trying to think of the word, like it confirmed my suspicions that you couldn't continue these health and fitness goals yeah. on a vegan diet. Like that was a lie. I definitely can. I mm-hmm. feel exactly the same as before. You know, I feel just as strong um, just as fit, just as healthy. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. Um,
0: and in that kind of same way of thinking, you can be an unhealthy vegan, can't you? It's, it's definitely possible. And I actually think that the first few months we were vegan, we didn't really, would you agree? We didn't really know what we were doing or how to approach the diet properly.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there's a few ways of looking at being an unhealthy vegan. And one of them is eating nothing but processed foods. Like mm. even though you stop eating the meat, like in terms of your health, it's not really changing much. But um, yeah, another way is just the vegan diet is naturally lowering calories. Mm. So if you're someone that doesn't eat that many calories anyway, and then you switch to vegan diet, you're probably going to be severely eating and just make yourself ill. So- there is a lot of challenges with it. Um, when we did it, I think that might have been something that I was going through at the start, like under eating a bit. Yeah. Um, I know you eat more fiber as well, which mm. caused a lot of bloating.
0: Oh, my God. I remember a couple of weeks in messaging my friend Amy. I hope she listens to this, by the way, because we're name dropping her a couple of times. But I remember being a few weeks in messaging Amy and being like oh my goodness I'm so bloated and gassy and Amy was like yeah the first three months are pretty tough and I remember just thinking oh my god I have to deal with three months of this but your body does take time to adjust to that much fiber right?
1: Yeah although I do think we just went all in like yeah there are strategies that I've learned since to ease your body into it yeah which is just like slowly gradually increasing the fiber intake but we, we were just straight in we went straight loads in loads of beans
0: loads of beans loads of chickpeas yeah, loads, loads of, of
1: seeds nuts everything yeah I
0: think. <laughs> so that's kind of the physical challenges what about the I want to say social challenges of being vegan did you face any of those
1: um so yeah I think every vegan's gone through this where the friends don't really understand it um they'll poke fun at you make yeah. jokes yeah uh, try and Get you to eat things that aren't vegan. Um, Yeah, just because they don't understand it. Like it is a challenge. And you don't want to be that stereotypical vegan where you're bringing it up all the time and pushing it in your friends' faces. But you have
0: to. (laughs) You have to bring it up every time you go out for a meal. Um, One thing I want to say on that is sometimes in a social situation, when you tell people that you're, for example, not eating meat or you're not eating dairy or that you're not drinking I'm going to use that as a kind of parallel to it people all of a sudden get quite defensive and quite uh, kind of um people all of a sudden can get quite defensive and feel as though it's a reflection on their current diet or lifestyle choices and I think that this is something that we all collectively can work on is trying to support other people's wellness choices even if they're not exactly the same as our own. As we've discussed it can be very challenging to approach any new lifestyle change or diet or wellness wellness change without proper guidance. So Connor, can you tell us a bit about your coaching services and how you can help people achieve their wellness and fitness goals?
1: So I think first of all, some people might think coaching is just like being given information, being told what to do, but that's just not the case. Like if I was to just sit there and tell you exactly what to do every single day, the second coaching stops, you're not gonna do it anymore. So coaching is all about building the sustainable life that's gonna keep you healthy forever basically so um yeah that's that requires obviously taking a look at your nutrition, your training, your lifestyle, and just making sure you're doing the best you can with the time that you have available. So everyone's different, everyone's got different goals, so it's really hard for me to say here today like you know you need to be doing exactly this because it is different for everyone. But like, I'm not here to give you the information. The information's out there for free. I'm here to help you come up with a plan that works with your lifestyle that you can do consistently and keep sustainable.
0: Yeah, it is a personalized approach, isn't it? So you will analyze their needs, just how you kind of analyze mine as somebody that works full-time, sometimes overtime, this was something that I was saying to you, I'm extremely busy and I don't have the time to spend hours and hours in the gym or hours and hours meal prepping. So I found it really helpful to have personalised advice. I actually found it really overwhelming and exhausting learning about diets and fitness fads and it is something that has been something that I have been a little bit obsessed with previously in my kind of teenage years and early early adulthood when I didn't really understand how nutrition was so important and I would go on ridiculous fad diets to try and lose body fat. I think having someone that can coach you on all this information and all this overwhelm is so, so helpful. What would you say to people that are feeling really overwhelmed with all the fitness tips and all the people that are saying one thing and another and contradictory advice
1: I just think this is becoming like a really common problem for people now like there is so much out there and like you say everything's contradicting mm-hmm. um, as I've learned recently like one big thing with social media is picking a side so the coach might be sort of on the fence about something but rather than saying that they have to say like one or the other um, so you're always going to get those conflicting things and not really know who to follow and I think this is what causes the most problems for people doing things by themselves is like say intermittent fasting for example they'll give that a go for a week and then they'll see someone saying they shouldn't be doing that so then they'll change and they'll stop doing it and like other things going on and it'll just be chopping and changing constantly
0: yo-yo dieting <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> so for me I personally think you know Pick something that you're comfortable with doing and do it consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the most important thing. And that is actually, I was thinking of this the other day, out of all the conflicting information out there, you will never, ever hear a coach saying you should be inc- inconsistent to mm-hmm. hit your goals. Consistency is the only thing every single coach in the world will agree on. And that's the thing. If you can say 80% of the time you're being consistent with what you're trying to do, you'll meet your goals.
0: mm mm-hmm. That's such a good point. So with that in mind, if you're talking to the people now that are struggling with consistency, what programs or services do you you have that would help them?
1: Yeah, so at the moment, I'm currently working on a 90-day program that's for people that are far too busy to work on these things for themselves. Um, It's called the Fat Loss Formula. And it's not just about fat loss. It's all about working on confidence, your energy, you know, feeling good as well in your body, not just looking good. My program is just, it's completely personalized for everyone, um, customized to how your routine looks just so we can get a really good routine going around your current schedule. For anyone who sat here thinking that they haven't got any time in the world for a program like this, that is absolutely not true. So I can work with the busiest people. It's all about tailoring to your specific needs and working around your routine to make sure that you can do the best you can with the time that you have.
0: And that was what was so helpful for me as well. Um, I have been there when you feel like that and not enough hours in the week and it is so, so hard. And I think having a coach is not only good for that tailored guidance, but also accountability. Um, do you find that your clients find keeping them accountable is important?
1: Definitely. I think that is if if people could stay accountable like there wouldn't be any coaches mm.
0: um you need a coach to keep you accountable I guess
1: exactly so I'd, I'd say th- the key things for a coach is coming up with that plan one that you know is going to work for you because mm-hmm. um, trying to tackle these things on your own especially when you're super busy with your own job like it is hard and when you mention all the information out there as well like not knowing what to do and not having the time to do it in is really frustrating Mm -hmm. so yeah having a coach you can make that plan know that it's going to work have someone there to help encourage you throughout and keep you accountable and also um, just make slight adjustments if something's not working and just give you that relief that you've got someone that's helping you get there
0: Mm. so if you are listening to this and you're vegan first of all, great. I'm glad to have you here. (laughs) You're on our team, but I thought it would be nice to ask Connor what he's kind of thinking about any tips for us as vegans. So Connor, do you think there's anything that you've learned in the two and a half years you've been vegan about kind of getting those protein goals as a vegan or any tips and tricks you can share with us?
1: Yeah. So, well, first of all, this isn't just the vegans it's for people that are interested in the diet as well I know a lot of people have misconceptions about vegan protein um which is silly really so the main worry for people is they think that the quality of protein isn't as good Mm -hmm. um so that can be true with certain sources like beans for example um they're not a complete protein which means they don't have all the amino acids Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too scientific (laughs) but um We also have other foods that we can pair them with Mm. that completes a whole, a complete protein. So beans and rice, for example, that's a really good one that people use um, often. That'll give us the full protein. But then also you've got soy, which is a complete protein and peas. Um, So it's not true. You can get really good protein as a vegan. And there's lots of of sources out there to get it. Um, One that we've discovered recently, which kicking ourselves that it took us so long to find this it's called textured vegetable protein and that is an absolute game changer like a tablespoon of that is like 20 grams of protein or something crazy
0: it is an Um, incredible like secret weapon for vegans that are trying to get those grams of protein in pretty much any meal right
1: yeah so it's soy based as well just in case there's anyone with allergens out there that Mm. (laughs) can't have it um but yeah, that is such a game changer. Uh, you can throw it in literally any meal. I've heard on podcasts previously that people will take this to restaurants with them as well. Like I know that is a bit extreme, but if you are concerned about getting your protein goals and not being sure, like say if, if you go to somewhere where you know all you're going to be able to get is a salad, mm-hmm. if you take that pre-made,
0: mm.
1: just throw it in the salad, you're Easy. good to go.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to be doing that this summer because I really want to maintain my protein target. Um, That is a really good tip. So I want to end this episode with a few quickfire questions. And I I didn't pre-warn him actually about these. So these are actually a real quickfire question. So Connor, what's your favourite vegan restaurant or vegan spot in Dubai?
1: Um, It's such a tough one. I think... um, planet terror is such a good
0: such a good one
1: such a good one because they, they've I think that one stands out because they've got a few different options like it's not a particular cuisine so mm-hmm. you don't have to particularly be in the mood for something they've got everything
0: certain. breakfast lunch and dinner
1: yeah but if we're thinking like an actual restaurant it's not a vegan one but because they've got a vegan menu it has to be pie thai
0: I love it there Yeah, yeah good one we love thai food as well Um, I do find Asian restaurants are often quite good for vegan food as well.
1: Yeah, they're very easy to change.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about your favourite vegan protein powder?
1: Mm, uh, So at the moment it's one from a company called EHP Labs. Okay. Uh, It's called Blessed and they do a flavour that's vanilla chai.
0: Um, Mm, yeah okay that's very you and for anyone that wants to learn more about a vegan lifestyle what accounts would you recommend they follow on instagram or tiktok aside from Gorilla nutrition of course
1: oh okay (laughs) i was gonna be like definitely me (laughs) Uh, well for things like recipes i think fit green mind Mm. is my favorite she makes some incredible stuff Mm -hmm. um So that's the standout recipe one for me.
0: Great. Well, I think that pretty much concludes our episode. And if you've got any questions, Connor, where can people find you?
1: Um, Well, you're going to find me mainly on Instagram at Gorilla Nutrition. So it's not spelt like the animal, it's G U E R I L L A Nutrition. Yeah, if anyone's interested in hearing more about what I do, definitely get in touch. I'm always open for a a message you know um if you've got any questions or you need any advice definitely give me a shout and uh, i'll get back to you when i can
0: thank you connor for being on the ready or not podcast
1: thanks i hope you enjoyed it (laughs) i was a bit nervous
0: but (laughs) no you did a great job um those of you that probably know connor already from my youtube channel usually he's not running to be behind like in front of the camera usually (laughs) he's always avoiding it so thank you so much i really appreciate you coming on
1: thanks for having me again
0: you're welcome welcome. (laughs)